Good morning and welcome to AC23. I'm your host, Pam Bordelon, and joining me this morning is artist Ben Peabody. Good morning, Ben. Good morning, Pam. How are you doing? Thank I'm you. good. Thanks for joining us. We're going to be talking about a very special project that that Ben has going on. It is In the Stigma of Addiction Through Art and Education. It's an exhibit that's been up at the West Baton Rouge Parish Museum since the middle of April. And it's you've got about another week to catch it. It ends on um, uh, June the 4th. And it has been a huge success, hasn't it? It has been very, very successful. We were lucky that you know the museum wanted to show something on addiction, and it's kind of very close to me. It was something I started 24 years ago at the Baton Rouge Community College. Okay, so tell me a little bit um, about how this this project came to be. Well, uh, originally was the foundation director at Baton Rouge Community College. For the first year we opened, I helped start that school, and so... We were short an art teacher. We didn't plan well enough for enough teachers, so we needed <laughs> English teachers and art teachers. So anyone that had a degree in any of those subjects wound up teaching that first semester. Okay. And so uh, I had an art class that I was teaching art history, and the library wanted to do a wellness fair that first year, first semester. Mm-hmm. So I asked my students if they would do some art for it. Some of them were really taking art history, but some of them were very talented artists. And so I asked them to do the stuff for the show in the library. And, of course, they asked me, what are you going to do, Mr. Peabody? <laughs> of course <laughs> And they I do. said, uh, nothing, I'm the teacher. <laughs> and so while also I was there, I was kind of the free recovery person at that school, and I helped a lot of the students there that were in recovery, had problems. And so I said, well, I'll do something about y'all. And they really got a kick out of that and were anxious to see what I did. So I did this first piece that was related to them and their addictions and their recovery. And they really enjoyed it and really, you know, were able to go and talk about the piece with their friends and everything. And I saw it worked as a third person. They were able to feel free and comfortable about talking about their problems, mm-hmm. but they were using the artwork to point at and say, this is what we're, you know, talking about. So I made that one 24 years ago. And just over time, as I work with people in recovery, I started making more and more pieces. And lo and behold, the next thing I knew, I had 41 pieces all related to this. I never had any intention of selling any of them, which I'm glad I never did, because now we have a really wonderful show on education about addiction. Okay. How, um, is this a personal journey for you? Yes, I've been in recovery 34 years myself. Okay. So uh, a lot of this, and I do call it art therapy. When I'm doing it, I'm kind of working on myself, and then Mm -hmm. other people, I'm working on their problems. But it is therapy, and it's, I think, really, anyone who does any art, music, or anything, if we're able to use that, you know, in our recovery, it's a tremendous amount of help. Okay. Were you an artist before your addiction? Been an artist since I was in the first grade, and I won a uh, contest. And my sh- artwork was shown right over at the old uh, bat- at the muse- at the Baton Rouge uh, State Capitol. Okay, right a few blocks from here. <laughs> so I had a piece from the first grade at the State Capitol there, and I think that's what kind of got me started in art. And I always followed art the rest of my high school, college career. Okay, okay. What's your favorite? medium what's what do you like to do well i have two sides of me i was lucky i was painting really just with acrylics and just normal painting and uh on canvas and i was lucky to take some courses and work on a master's degree at southern university under frank hayden and after i studied with frank he got me into doing sculpture i took a course with michael crespo who we know 
does gorgeous fish. Mm-hmm. And Ben said, why don't you use your sculptured fish in my class? And so it kind of got me doing fish work. And then the fish work extended out to doing these pieces that I do in addiction, all in sculpture. So they're very dimensional. Uh, they're uh, a, what I call symbolic assemblage because I'm putting mm-hmm. a lot of things involved in them about what I'm trying to tell the story of whatever that is, whatever relates to the addiction of that person or that subject. Okay. Um, you know, addiction is kind of like in the headlines now with with the rise in heroin and fentanyl. And so how important is it that we give people a way to exercise those inner demons through something like art? Well, we've had a very successful, we try to make this more than just an art show. We try to make it an educational therapy workshop. Mm -hmm. And that's what I was very happy about being an educator myself and having a degree in education. I want to be more than just an art show. And it's been able to do that. We've had talks. We've had a parents night where we gave out Narcan and fentanyl test strips. We had a doctor who's very uh, highly regarded in the addiction field speak. We had someone who is in a recovery spoke. So these things all related to the pieces. We had an art therapy come in last weekend who did a workshop with anyone on art therapy, uh, addiction. Her uh, theme of her show is art in recovery. So I feel that these things really stimulate the public. I also, this just past few weeks, had some uh, young people from a treatment center come in, and I was amazed how fe- comfortable they felt looking at the artwork, identifying with it, and then pointing out their problems and willing to talk about them so freely. So I think right now, the more we can discuss this, the more we can help people. It's The addiction is on the rise right now so yeah. heavily, not for drugs, but for everything. Mm-hmm. And so anything we can do to bring attention and make fe- people feel safe and comfortable talking about it, parents talking to children, uh, grandparents talking to their grandchildren, yeah. anything we can do to discuss this is a tremendous effort and moves things forward and makes people feel more comfortable being able to discuss the problem instead of hiding behind yeah, it. because silence is a killer. Right. Silence is a killer. Um, does it help that, and not just with addiction, but any kind of a trauma, you know, you, you, you hear and you read that, they, people use art for children who have been uh, victims of sexual abuse or just trauma in general that if they can draw something, they can tell that story and get it out that they can't verbalize it. So does, is it along the same lines like Very that? much so. It's like carrying those secrets for you will only destroy you. And, uh, you know, usually trauma comes out as a reaction, not as a memory. Mm-hmm. We think about it, but then we act out. And a perfect example, a young lady was in this class with the art therapist, and this lady doesn't talk about anything. And next thing you know, she was doing the exercises in the class, even stood up and showed her work to the class about the problems she had as a child being abused. Mm -hmm. And we were all, I guess, a little shocked that she got up and did this, but it was a relief for her. And I was like, wow, this is working. When you see it work with someone like that, that you know, that you've known them all their lives and they've never said anything, but then they got up in a class of people they didn't know and was able to talk about this. That's where it works. And that's when you know trauma is with all of us in some sort of the way. 
But if we're able to get that out, I know myself, I've carried secrets forever. And when I finally was able to discuss them with someone, Mm -hmm. they were no longer secret. And I was out telling someone else all about my secret that I thought was so sacred just to me. Yeah. When, yeah, it kind of loses its hold over you once you pop <laughs> that. Does. Once you pop that bubble, it's it okay. <laughs> but hard to do. It's hard. hard to yeah, do. it's really hard to do. Um, how therapeutic is it? Is it just as almost as therapeutic for you to not to to draw it and and paint it and whatever to see somebody to help somebody else realize that goal well it's really the purpose of all these pieces and i think why i've never sold any of these pieces you know i answer that question a lot myself because i mm-hmm. had some lady the other day said i want to buy four of them and i was a compliment but still the whole purpose of this thing to have them all these years was obviously we're supposed to be shown and be used in the educational purpose and so when i see people feeling more comfortable talking about, you know, the pieces about their addictions and their own problems. I know it's working. And, of course, I know when I go in my studio, and I think I've been out there an hour, and I've been out there eight hours working (laughs) on a piece. It's huge therapy for me. Mm -hmm. So if it's working for me and I see it working in other people's lives, I feel like this is what they were meant to be for. And, you know, I'm so glad, you know, that I'm able to do them. And that we're able to get people to see them and talk about them. Right now, you know, it's something that's very important. And the success we're having right now with this show is tremendous. Yeah. Have you were you, have you kind of been shocked at the response that you've gotten? Because, <laughs> I mean, it's, I think it's taken off the buzz, you know, the, the billboards. I mean, I've had so many people say, I saw that billboard. And I think it's touched... Just the billboards have started conversations. Right. Well, and we had the lottery supporters. We had H&E equipment company supporters. We had Lamar yeah. supporters. And when people like that get behind you, it spreads the word, wow, if these people are willing to do it, then they have confidence in what you're doing. Yeah. It's uh, something that will help the public. And, uh, you know, we hope that we can continue. I'd like to see Lamar have these all over the United sure. States and be able to put them on billboards. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's one step at a time. And we, you know, made a big step to be able to do this show. And it's been successful. And so we're very, very happy, you know, that we were able to get support. And everywhere I go, people are saying, wow, thank you for doing this. You yeah. know, that sees the billboard. Saw your name on a billboard. Yeah. And I said, yeah, and I'm not running for anything. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah that, but that that awareness and that and you mentioned that those those are big names that are behind it right. and so it's kind of taken that stigma off of it a little bit yeah, and that was, you've got those people uh, you know that's some pretty powerful families and names that are behind this right. and i there's there's not a family anywhere that somehow or a company or a corporation that has not been touched right. by one, this. One out of three people know someone that's in their family or closely related to them that's having an addiction problem. And as soon as you identify that, everywhere, everywhere, even when it's been at my house, I've had people want to bring their children over just to look at it at the house. Yeah. And when they walk up, next thing you know, they're, they're telling me all about who their sister, their brother, their mother, their, their father, yeah. all that have had the addiction problem. And I don't bring it out. I don't even ask it. But they start looking at that piece. Next thing you know, they're starting to tell you the life story of themselves and what they have. There again, that's trauma that they're releasing when mm-hmm. they're looking at these pieces of artwork. So the mm-hmm. artwork is very, very powerful, and each one has its own little, you know, yeah. technique and feeling that it, 
you know, I was kind of asking people which ones were their favorite, and it was mm -hmm. really kind of ironic. There were a lot of people had different ones that were favorite. There sure. was no one that everyone just went and said, that's, that's the one I yeah. like best. It's what they identified with is what they were able to say. This is the one that I like the best. Yeah, you never know which one's going to speak to somebody, no. do you? No. So do you still paint and still still do this? or? Have you gone on to something else? <laughs> no, really, and I, I can't wait to get back in the gallery. And any artist will understand this, whether you're a musician, art, painter, whatever, you, a writer. You can't wait to get back in your studio. And right now, I've been having to kind of be on the publicity trail. And uh -huh. it's been fun, enjoyable because of my past experience. But I can't wait to get back in my studio and start working on pieces I, I do two pieces, uh, two two sides. I mean, I have kind of a, a wildlife with fish and crabs and everything, which I call my normal art. And then <laughs> I have my addiction art. And mm -hmm. I, I, I like to go back and forth through both of them. And I can't wait to be able to get back in and start working. I really do miss the studio. Mm -hmm. I'm an artist at heart. I'm an introvert, even though at times I thought I was an extrovert, but I'm really an introvert. So that quiet time in my studio is really a great mental escape for me. Mm -hmm. Okay. So aside from the addiction aspect of it, because part of this was May is Mental Health Month. So all of this was kind of tied in with that. So does does art as an aspect of mental health, is that another outlet for art as well it is and i have a note right here it says increase awareness and understanding of mental health and substance use disorders we break down the stigma of addiction we address fear and build trust through better communications we encourage those to recover to share their successes and their struggles so, you know, people have come in, they've looked at it and said, well, is this just negative? I said, no, look at them. There's a positive and a negative in most every piece. You know, when we're struggling with our addiction, we're at the lowest of our, you know, yeah. survival. But then as we start getting in recovery, we start having a spiritual experience. We start really feeling life is something we want to live. And you'll see these in the pieces. You'll see where they progress up. And so, you know, when I originally did the show, they kind of, all these pieces were at my house, and they spoke to me one day and said, we want to be seen, Ben. It's nice that you have here, and people are coming <laughs> over to be visiting us, but we want to be out. We want to be in the public. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a compliment to an artist. When an artist can understand that his work will talk to him, it even teaches you what color to put next sometimes. And that's what Frank Hay would tell me, Ben, just keep working, even though he's a sculptor, and Gene Paul Hubbard, paint until the paintings talk to you. I was like, yes, mm -hmm. you think I'm a little crazy, don't you? But it really works. And when you start and you're into the pieces, they will tell you what push, pull, contract, whatever, okay. composition-wise. So they will talk to you. And I really feel that this is what they did. We want to get out. We want to be seen. They're being seen now. They're very happy. I'm pleased with it. And here, we're trying to save one life. If I can save one life by someone looking at this artwork and saying, wow, it changed my life for the better, what more can the work do besides yeah, do that? That's, that's a pretty self-fulfilling, self-rewarding feeling. If you, and I have a feeling you've, you've saved more than one life yeah. with this. Because so, I, I know just conversations here and with people talking that have seen just not even the exhibit, but just, like I said, just seeing those billboards on the interstate right. that, that how many lives have been touched by that. Do do you have plans to do another exhibit somewhere anytime soon? We're working on it right now. The 
Anjali Bajaran over there is helping me try to get it out. Uh, it, here again, you know, it, it had a big stigma with it when you say addiction, but now I think with all the deaths we're having, uh, the fentanyl crisis yeah. in the United States, 110,000 people dying uh, here in Baton Rouge, 90% of it from fentanyl. Yeah. People are becoming more aware of it, and they're willing to allow this to happen and be shown. So I think something will happen. You know, we're just, it's out there, and I think, you know, things will happen. It will go where it's supposed to over time. We've, we've had shows at the East Baton Rouge Parish Library that were very successful mm-hmm. with it. Then COVID came, and it just yeah. kind of shut things down. I was able to take it to a few treatment centers, but then after that, it just kind of went back to being, you know, COVID shutdown. Mm-hmm. So we're moving forwards with it, and uh, I think it's going to go wherever it wants to go, and I'm going to follow it and try <laughs> to uh, do whatever it wants me to do. I'm following the artwork. Okay. So when Ben's not uh, not being a, a PR guy promoting this exhibit and he's not painting, what does Ben like to do? Uh, besides painting my studio, mm-hmm. I have a wonderful studio, and it really right now has been consuming me with you know being able to do artwork, and so that's kind of you know what I enjoy doing. My wife and I like to travel a little bit and take little mini trips, but okay. uh, you know I really enjoy doing this work. And right now, it's just to see if we can move it somewhere else and let it be successful because of the of the lives you see. And when a perfect example was at the library. A young lady was talking to her mother about the piece, and her mother was asking questions about the work. And mm-hmm. the little girl finally just turned around and said, Mother, when we get home, I will explain all this to you. I will tell you everything I've done, and I'll tell you where I am right now in my life. And the mother called me the next day and said, Ben, thank you so much. That got my daughter speaking, which I've been trying to do for the last five years to get her to talk about anything in her life. And it opened it up. She came home and she says, we are both so happy now that we were able to have that conversation just from looking at that third piece of art, that piece of art that gave wow. the third person. I said, that it worked. That's all, you know, when you yeah. hear a story like that, you do, yes, it worked. It's worth all the trouble. Yes. <laughs> so uh, how long have you been married? Uh you mentioned you and your wife like to travel. Yeah, uh, June 9th we'll be married 50 years. Wow. <laughs> Is, does she paint? Does she no, like to no, dabble in no, art? No, okay. She was an educator and okay. uh, she's more or less, you know, enjoys just, she enjoyed working with the Department of Education and she was okay. head of the Bessie board. So she uh, okay. she now is my best and uh, biggest promoter. <laughs> you, you gave her a job title. <laughs> uh, she took it over. <laughs> okay, Ben. Well, thanks. If somebody would like some more information on this, is there a way that they can, can get in touch with you or a website or something? Yes, uh, it's benpeabody.com, and uh, they, I have a website and email address, and okay. then I'm happy to have them, you know, get in touch with me. I, okay. I, I, I like to show work, and I like to help people in their recovery. I do it, you know, quite a bit, so I'm not uh, trying to hide or anything about my addiction and my mm-hmm. recovery efforts, so... I'm open okay. to the public. Okay, so ben P- BenPeabody.com. Dot com. All right. Well, thank you, Ben, so much for joining us this morning. I appreciate it. And um, like I said, you've got a week to go check it out over at the West Baton Rouge Parish Museum, which is a fabulous museum. They do some amazing shows over there. And I think this one is definitely worth a drive across the river. I don't think you'll be disappointed. And hopefully we can bring it back on this side before too much longer. Thank you, sir, so much. And we appreciate you joining us here for AC23. And hope to see you back next Sunday.